everybody. Welcome back to the Performance Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jared Sinclair. Thank you for joining us today. If you like the content on our show, please click the like button and the subscribe button. Subscribe to this podcast on any of the major podcast platforms or watch or subscribe on YouTube at Performance Collective. This show is about expanding capacity, driving performance and leading change. So with this, in today's episode, we're going to focus on some of the most impactful and influential and important leaders in the world. We're going to focus on moms, mothers, mamas, bras, and sometimes they might even go by a different name or their first name. So today I'm excited to introduce our guest, Crystalline Williams. Crystalline is the CEO and founder of Crystal Clear Mind, a mental health business providing therapy services, workshops, and community events with a focus on families, specifically mothers. Crystalline has 10 years of working experience as a mental health therapist in the family therapy and educational spaces. Crystalline is a wife, a mother, and advocate for fellow mothers out there who are seeking to flip the script on their life's narratives from barely surviving to thriving. So Crystalline, welcome to the Performance Collective Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what landed you at Crystal Clear Mind and maybe in the therapy space? Yeah, definitely. So I started out in child development. So I spent a lot of time both educationally and professionally learning about um, the developmental milestones, the psychology behind um, children behaviors and things like that. And I started in that space as far as working. And then I decided I wanted to be able to reach or expand, sorry, the way that I can help families. And so that's what got me to go back to school and doing research and things like that. I decided I wanted to go into psychology Um, And so I was able to get my master's and went on to get my license as a marriage and family therapist and started working with families. And then my initial jobs when I was in the field, I started working in like nonprofit. I was doing or nonprofit organizations and I was kind of more in the space of community mental health. So I was working with families. um, I was working with parents, doing some couple support stuff. Um, And then I also went into school settings and I was working at both the elementary and middle school level. And so I did that for the last almost, what, eight years maybe. And then the last couple of years um, after having kids myself, I was trying to find balance of like, how can I still do the great work of being a therapist, supporting families, but also taking care of my own family. And that got me to sort of pivot or, you know, decide, okay, let me go into private practice. And that gave me a better balance that I was looking for. And with private practice, then came the question of, okay, who do I want to kind of focus, you know, my attention to? Who do I want my audience to be that I'm mostly going to serve? And it came pretty easily, probably because I'm in the season myself, but to support moms, um, because we sometimes can get overlooked, or we also put ourselves last. Um, But we have one of the hardest jobs, if I might say. So I wanted to be able to have a space for moms to come in and receive that extra support that I know that they can really use. Um, because it not only helps them, but it helps everyone that they're taking care of. So their kids are going to be impacted, their spouse or significant other, you know, will also be impacted as well. So it's a win-win because if as a mom, if I'm taking care, you know, of my own mental health, 
that's going to help everybody around me. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what got me into creating Crystal Clear Mind and why, you know, I'm focusing on the group that I am. I do agree with you. I think moms play a huge role in uh, society, at least in Western society right now, kind of with some of the the fathers not being around as they should. Um, Mm -hmm. And then with the nucleus, you know, the the regular conventional nucleus family, um, having moms play that role that they play is is vitally important. It really is. So super noble work that you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about how um, moms are kind of traversing I guess life right now, you know, you talk about barely surviving to thriving. What are some of the greatest challenges that mothers in modern culture, at least in Western culture, are facing? I love that question because what motherhood look motherhood looks very different now than it did um, in the past. And I'm saying that because I think what we're navigating now is we have more, even more responsibilities and less support. So moms now are carrying different, they're wearing different hats. We have, we play different roles. Maybe we're, even if you're, you know, say if you're a stay-at-home mom or you work part-time outside the home, um, but you're also managing, you know, things within the household, whether that's just different tasks and responsibilities that are needed in order for your household to run, you know, efficiently mm-hmm. and the responsibilities that your kids come with and their school come like school even has more, you know, responsibilities and things that are putting onto the parents. Um, and so we're seeing this increase in tasks and responsibilities for moms. But what we're also seeing at the same time is we've kind of lost that village that moms, I think, historically have had like Mm -hmm. in the past it was more it was more uh what's the word like the norm that moms would be a part of a village whether that was within the community of their family or their neighborhood or both but there was just more people around them to support them to pitch in and help Mm -hmm. um and that we've seen change a lot Families are more spread out now. So we've gone away from where I myself being a mom have, oh, I have all my aunts and cousins that are within, you know, a 10, 15 minute drive of each other. Everyone's kind of spread out now and people live so far, you know, away from each other. Our schedules are so busy now too, that it really impacts how we're able to connect and have community, how our neighborhoods are Um, what's the word, like the culture of neighborhoods now and how Mm -hmm. much people are engaging or not engaging, you know, with one another. And I think the pandemic definitely impacted that. We were already struggling with this, but then we had the pandemic happen and where it forced everybody to, you know, kind of stay to themselves and be in their homes. And now we're still adjusting from the impact of that. And so we're still not quite there yet where everyone is used to like all of us being together, you know, having that community of support. So I think I would say the main thing that I'm seeing is just the increase of responsibilities or expectations even that are put on moms, but then there's this decrease of support um, and community that moms have or can rely on, whether that's family, friends, um, you know, like I mentioned, neighborhoods, things like that. So I'm glad you hit on the COVID piece because I, I I can't imagine. Like I was not, I wasn't built to be a mom, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would be incredibly challenging, and just the patience involved. And then 
you know, bring COVID where now, you know, moms that might have school age ch children don't have that break per se, or they're having to work from home on top of doing school work and care for kids. Right. So extremely taxing. What are, what are the things that moms that are navigating this professional terrain, perhaps as an executive or as a leader in the community or a leader at work, in addition to a leader in their family, what are some things that they do differently to maintain that balance? I like that. Um, I would say I was actually talking to someone about this recently and we were having this discussion of I find that with moms that that also are, you know, professionals in the working um, space or field outside the home. They are I think what helps for them is it's kind of already a part of their systems to have like how they calendar their their time or how they schedule mm. their time. Mm -hmm. And there's this understanding or this perspective of I only have so many hours in the day. I have work tasks. I have, you know, some home stuff I have to do. There's all these different, you know, categories of tasks that I have to do. And I almost find that it's a little, I don't know that it's easier, but I think maybe because they have this system already in place that they can schedule in the time for themselves or a break. Mm -hmm you know, of whatever that's going to look like. So they can schedule their time to go to the gym or they can schedule a dinner with friends um, because their view of time and what's available to them and they, it's, there's just a different perspective on it versus um, I think sometimes alternative might be there's more t time, not necessarily saying that it's free time, but there's more time to work with um, but that can easily get filled with responsibilities of home and kids and all the things. And it's not as, I think it's more challenging to kind of set those boundaries around like, okay, I need this hour for myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that I'm seeing is that their, their view on time and um, I don't know, I guess willingness or, or ability to say, okay, I'm going to prioritize some time for myself um, because what we're often seeking is that like work-life balance. I yeah. need a little bit of balance here because I'm juggling, you know, so many things. So, mm -hmm. yeah, even just that time to just take a breath. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it sounds like you're talking a little bit about setting boundaries. Yes. And, and then maybe working that into some type of system through like time blocking or schedule blocking, where you're setting aside that that. Mm -hmm. um, super important time for you to kind of just re regroup, go get a workout, go for a walk, clear your mind, whatever the case yeah. may be. Excellent. Yeah. So um, what is the most difficult thing? You know, you work with clients, you work, you've worked in the educational space with children, underprivileged communities, you work with moms. What is one of the most uh, difficult things about what you do as a professional and a mom? Um, what I would say the most challenging is that I'm working or I'm speaking to an audience that really, okay, how do I say this? I'm speaking to an audience that really needs the support that I provide, but also one of the groups that um, that is not great about making their time, their their mental health and their well-being a priority. So that's, I would say that's probably my most challenging thing is connecting with moms and helping them to see what I see. Um, so I can see a mom that's overwhelmed. And, you know, I was just talking about this earlier today with a client where I was saying, 
often some of the, I would say like hesitation to, to doing this work is they'll list things like, this is a really busy season. I'm overwhelmed. I'm really tired. I'm mm -hmm. tapped out. And those are the reasons why they feel like they can't, you know, do therapy or coaching, whatever it may be. But those are all the reasons that they need to be in therapy or coaching and all the yeah. things. So that if you go through the process, you go through therapy, go through this class, you'll actually come out the other side feeling less of those those things that you just listed to me. So you'll mm -hmm. feel less overwhelmed. You'll feel less, you know, stressed and all the things. Um, so it's kind of getting them past that initial hump to see that I, I hear you. I understand that this is a really busy season and that you're overwhelmed and, um, and, you know, feeling like you're just stretched too thin, but I'm here to walk alongside you in this journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to put more work on your plate or to add burdens and stress. I'm actually here to support. And if you need me to lean with you, if you need me to hold your hand, if you like whatever that looks like for you, you know, that that's what I'm here for. So I would say that's one of my biggest challenges is almost like rephrasing or helping moms to see this different view of the support that I'm providing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what, what separates those moms that are successful in doing that? Perhaps they're, you know, they're an executive or they're, they're a professional mom and they're a mom, you know, at home. Hmm. What separates the ones that are successful at doing that and the ones that aren't, what do they do differently? Like successful in, um, and managing like their responsibilities or successful in doing successful in like my space as far as um, what I would consider to be like a successful client. Uh, yeah, I would say that those those that are able to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish despite their professional uh, responsibilities mm -hmm. and their family responsibilities. What do those women do differently? Um, I think for them, they're willing to say yes to themselves. They've they have reached the point and everyone gets there differently. It mm -hmm. looks differently for everyone, but they've reached that point of saying, it's time for me to say yes to me. I need to take this time. Um, once they, once they believe that for themselves, then that's where we see, you know, the, them being successful. We see the positive outcomes because mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't mean much if you're just coming because you feel forced to do it. If you feel like I've been pulling and pulling at you and so you're like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Or your husband keeps pushing you for you to go or your mom or, you know, whatever. Um, that's where we tend to see the inconsistencies. That's where I might have someone start but then not finish or um, kind of have some of those challenges. But when you have reached that point that you and you truly believe I am a pri I need to make myself a priority and understanding the connection that by doing that, by pouring into myself, I can be a better leader. I can be, you know, showing up, giving 100% in the workspace, um, at home, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. and so once they have internalized that, they believe that, then that impacts how they show up with me, saying therapy, coaching, whatever it may be. Um, they're going to be 100% present with me and they're going to be like, I'm here to do the work. Um, and that's where we see, you know, the most success. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you just kind of from a, a, a lay person, maybe a little bit of a devil is out yeah. of position there. But when I do those things, Crystal, and I feel selfish, 
I feel like mm-hmm. I'm being selfish if I'm not putting my family, right? Maybe culturally or upbringing, they believe uh-huh. family first above everything else. Right. How do I get around that? Because I have this extreme sense of responsibility to put my family first above myself. How right. do I get around that? And that's another big, um, you know, barrier hesitation that I that I see or hear about all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you kind of touched on it. It can be culturally that they're, you know, depending on cultural values, how the role of mom is seen um, in comparison to the family unit. Um, you know, religion can also play into that. Gender roles, just mm-hmm. in gen- like how as a society, what how do we you know, uh, define those or what are the expectations, um, all kinds of things, right? Even our parents, um, you know, just within your family of origin, what are the messages, you know, that are being passed passed down to you? What did you see growing up in your childhood? Did your mom take time for herself? Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of us, when we look at generationally, for a lot of us, they did not. Um, we're kind of, I feel like now setting this new, you know, tone that like, it's okay if we're going to use the word selfish, it's okay to be a little selfish and take care of ourselves. And the idea behind that is if that's viewed as being selfish, I'm okay with that because it's helping my family. Mm -hmm. So if I'm taking care of myself, I'm going to be a better mom. I'm going to be a better wife, so on and so forth, right? Better leader, coworker, fill in the blank. Um, It's kind of like I was doing a workshop last week and someone actually brought up the analogy of when you're on the airplane and how they tell you you know put your mask on first then help your kids and it's the same thing and honestly when i first had my first son i kind of struggled with that instruction and i felt like that just it didn't sit well with me i didn't get it at first i'm like what do you mean you Mm -hmm. know put my mask on before him like of course i'm gonna help him first but now i mean fast forward like i i do understand that because you know, I need to be breathing and at my full capacity in order to help, you know, my child or someone else. So, and we relay that back to mental health and this type of work, it's the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, if I have a mom who is really struggling with anxiety or depression, those types of mental health disorders at its worst can become very crippling to the point that you will not be able to you know, do the things with your kids. You won't be able to show up and be present and be the hands-on mom or go into the professional space and be the leader that you envision, you know, being. You're not going to be able to do any of that if your depression and anxiety has escalated to a point that it is now crippling, you know, your um, your ability to to perform in those roles. So that's why it's so important that you, you do have to you do have to pour into yourself first mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can show up in those ways. And so kind of flipping the narrative of like, it's not, it could be viewed as selfish, right? Because we're talking about me, 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 like pour into yourself, show up for yourself, but it's, it's the, the intent behind it or the why behind it that I think mm-hmm. is a way to explain why it's okay to be a little selfish in that space. It's because of how it's going to impact, you know, your family and those around you. Yeah, I think I think you just coined a title to a book. Put your mask on first. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I love that. Put your mask. It's a great metaphor because it does make sense. You know, if we if if we and and our moms take care of ourselves and or themselves first, we're more effective at taking care of those in our charge, whether it's at work or at home. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
Um, is there anything that you would like the listeners to know that might be misunderstood about the work that you do, whether it's in the workshops, as a mom, like go any, any direction you want with that? Oh, that's a good one. Because mental health kids, there's so many things. <laughs> um, hmm. I would say, I think something that we were talking about earlier, of like all the things that, um, all the reasons that maybe come up for you as a mom that you're thinking, I can't do therapy or I can't do a coaching program or I can't take a workshop because of this. That is usually the, the exact reason of why you need to take the time for yourself. Um, and I am here to meet you where you're at. I think one of the things that gets um, missed is I'm not a professor. I'm not going to lecture at you. Um, I'm not here to tell you what you did is wrong or right. I always use the or the visual for people that I'm here to walk alongside you. I'm going to mm -hmm. link arms with you and walk alongside you on this journey that you're on. And we're going to go at the pace that you need to go at. So I literally do meet people where they're at. Um, but that, I would say that's what I would want people to know. So avoidant, that avoidance might be an indicator of need. Mm -hmm. They're avoiding yes. it, but maybe, you know, there's a motivational component there. Um, and it's also hard, right? It's yeah. hard to be vulnerable and, and admit that you might need some help or you might need support. I think mm -hmm. so often, especially we were talking about the beginning of what motherhood looks like now. And I think that's another factor of it is the expectation is we do it all. And it's almost like this badge of, of honor that I can multitask and I can, you know, bake cookies for my kids' school and I can go be a leader in my corporate job and I can, you know, connect with my friends and I'm just going to wear all the hats and do all the things mm -hmm. and shame on the moms that have a nanny or shame on the moms that, you know, have an assistant because... I can do it all on my own. And so that's sort of the mentality or the the way that I feel like we've gone in. And it's and so what that does is for moms that are struggling with depression or anxiety or feeling overwhelmed, they're they're unlikely to reach out and ask for help because mm -hmm. look at what's being portrayed around them. Right. Um, so it is, it's really hard to be vulnerable and say, you know what, I can't do it all and I need a little bit of help. Um, and so I'm gonna ask for that. Yeah, you know, it's very interesting that you talk about moms experiencing very similar thing. I'm not a mom, so I don't know, but the way you're you're relaying it, it's very similar to the th very same things that a lot of the executives that I've coached yeah. experience, where mm -hmm. there's kind of this this desire to drive and find balance yeah. and time blocking and you know, kind of this negative connotation of I need help, right? But right. when they do accept it and they do start putting these things into place, mm -hmm. their worldview and their business and their uh, energy levels and their focus change significantly. Yeah. So it's an interesting parallel there because I think mm -hmm. we're just talking about people, right? Yeah. We're talking about mom, we're talking about you That's know, right. dad, we're talking about you know the kid going to high school, whatever the case may be. I mean, right. people are people. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about maybe a recent success story that you've seen, obviously we want to maintain confidentiality, but maybe something that you've seen where somebody has uh, applied some tactics and had positive results um, as a mom or at work or whatever the case may be. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have worked with a lot of, you know, working with different 
clients and moms that are in different seasons. Um, I've been able to provide support for people, whether it's like in their relationships um, with a lot of questions or things they get are sometimes more in the space of parenting and having some struggles with their kids or how they can yeah, basically like helping them with their different behaviors and stuff. And then the individual piece too. Mm -hmm. um, but one that comes to mind, I had a client where I was working with and the support was needed around uh, more in the couple space. So relationship, uh, mar marriage support. And so we were able to have some conversations around, it was kind of more around the communication piece. Um, sometimes people think that they're not sure they want to go into that space or receive that kind of support because, you know, we have different ideas or, or thoughts of what that's going to look like. It can seem daunting, but it really, we were in this space, we were able to just look at how they both were communicating um, their, their needs to one another. And mm -hmm. we kind of practice some different ways that they can that they could get their point across. And so what I, my main goal was to help them understand, I'm not so much here to like change the content, the meat of what you want to talk about, your pain points, those are all valid, but let's look at how it's being delivered. How is it being communicated or expressed? And let's let's see if we can change the delivery method or the, the way that you're expressing it in a way that your partner um, can receive it. Mm -hmm. and, and looking at when we communicate to one another, say I'm on the receiving end because of my childhood, my experiences that I've had so far in life, my personality, how I receive messages is tailored to me. Like how I receive them is based off of all those different factors. But how you as a person who's communicating to me, you you have your own personality and your own, you know, um, childhood experiences and past relationships. And so you communicate things to me with your intent, but then I receive it and it doesn't maybe land for me the same way. And I interpret it a different way mm -hmm. and that we lose that a lot of times in our relationships. And then we just start to get into the space where it's like, we're just responding back and forth, back and forth. So we were able to slow that down for them. And we looked at it from both sides and they practiced in session, like how they can change that delivery piece and got to a place where they, they felt like, oh, this feels easier now. Like, I feel like I can get my point across. I feel heard. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling validated and seen. And so they were from there, they just, you know, continued to do the work and we were able to see more progress. So yeah, excellent. That's life changing, relationship changing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's sound work there. So I have a I have a couple more questions, but one of the questions that I want to touch on is how can us as as husbands or as partners uh, support, or uh, what are the things that we can do to help moms or perhaps moms that are moms and professionals at the same time to support them? Yeah. Um, that's such a, that's a good question. I would say one is like just listening, like just hearing from them. I think sometimes where things can go south maybe is, is kind of doing more, like trying to get into that problem solving, you know, space and like, well, why don't you do this? And how about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, as opposed to taking a listening approach and hearing from them what 
what are they needing? What type of support? And even if that's the question you ask, like what type of support uh, do you need? Mm -hmm. And that gives them the opportunity to say, maybe for them that week, they need, can you help me with, you know, some of the household responsibilities this week? Or if it's one thing, like I really need help with dinner this week so that I can prep for, you know, my work event that I'm doing at the end of this week. Um, and by me having the opportunity to say that this is the type of support I need, it avoids the where we often get into that space where it's like I'm feeling as the mom that I'm not receiving the support um, that I'm looking for. But then my husband might be feeling like he's super supportive and he's doing all the things because mm -hmm. in his head, you know, he maybe said some like words of affirmation that week or, you know, he gave me a high five or a hug or some kind of physical touch. So he thought I did it. Like I knocked it out the park. And meanwhile, yeah. the wife is feeling really frustrated, really overwhelmed. Um, I've seen this actually a lot, like this dynamic. I see this play out a lot where I'll talk to moms and they're just really tapped out, really overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. a lot of times the husband doesn't realize that that's the case. So I would say just listening. And if, if you're going to say something, I would ask questions, yeah. ask them, how are they doing with managing work and home and the kids? And, you know, in what way can I provide some extra support to you this week? Or do you have any events coming up this week? Do you have any deadlines, you know, this week and seeing how you can kind of step in and maybe take on one of the tasks that they're able to, um, to, to give over to you. Yeah. So it takes, what you're saying is it takes more than high five. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's good intention, you know, meanwhile. And and these are things that I would recommend in my coaching and therapy space. And they're things that I myself have asked for personally. I mean, sure. I am in the same season of, of working and, you know, I have my own business, but I'm also a mom. I homeschool. Um, there's a lot of different responsibilities I have on my plate. And so this is something, a tool that we practice ourselves of mm -hmm. like, on Sundays, we go over our calendar for the week and um, my husband will ask me, like, how can I support you this week? And that answer is different every single week. Mm -hmm. There are some weeks where I'm like, I'm good. I think I'm all right. And some weeks where I'm like, I am so, I'm just, I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. And we kind of unpack that a little bit and see, is there something in the week? Is there something that he can take off my plate or is there something that, you know, where he can help me? Um in some capacity. And that's been really, really helpful. Yeah. Excellent. So Crystalline, I, I think the work that you do is very important. I think it's vitally important Thank uh, for you. those moms and those leaders out there and those dads and, you know, those yes. partners and whoever else out there. Um, where can people find you if they need some, some assistance or just want to kind of run things by somebody? Yeah. So my website, um, crystalclearmind.com and crystal spelled with a K and on Instagram, Crystal Lynn, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N, -N, and then L-M-F-T, which are my credentials for my um, license. So Crystal Lynn, L-M-F-T is how you can find me on Instagram. And the great thing on there is I post almost daily, like every other day, I'm posting different reels, stories, and all the things. And I cover different topics. So we talk about things regarding parenting, regarding marriage, and um, relationships, and then also the professional piece too. Um, and then you can also see different, you know, workshops or events that I have coming up. Um, I do have a group coaching program that's going to start at the end of this month. Um, it's an eight-week 
program. It's 100% virtual, so you don't have to live, you know, locally to where I am. You could be anywhere, and as long as you can hop on your phone or computer, um, we'll be meeting for eight weeks live. So if you go on my website, you'll be able to get more info about it. You're also on LinkedIn? Yes. Sorry, I'm also on LinkedIn too. That's right. I'll drop, I'll <laughs> drop those. Uh, for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube uh, at Performance Collective, you can check out that info in the show notes. So, Crystalline, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. I think the, what you do is vitally important, not only as a mom, but as a working professional. And uh, thank you for continuing to lead in this space. It's very important. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to make it work out. So I enjoyed um, our time. Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to our show now and join us as we continue to discuss topics that will help you and your teams expand capacity, drive performance, and lead change. Check out our show on YouTube at Performance Collective. To learn more about business performance improvement solutions for the private, public, government, and nonprofit sectors, head on over to SinclairPerformance.com. You can connect with us there.